Hey guys, uh, welcome into the IDP Waiver Wire Show. Uh, I'm Justin Fry. Uh, that's Joe Harlow. You can find us on X. Hello, everyone. I'm at, I'm at FFF Ballers, and he's at Joe Low 63. Um, welcome into the uh, inaugural IDP Waiver Wire Show. Um, the two of us will be running here weekly. Um, if you have any, ever have any questions, uh, reach out. We're both on the, the Discord server for IDP guys, and we've got a whole ton of great content from our writers and uh, everyone else over on the IDP guys team, um, idpguys.org. Um, and as always, feel free to reach out, ask us any questions as we go along. Um, so with that, we'll move into injuries to kick off our discussion. And unfortunately- Started off with the fun stuff. Oh, yeah, week one was brutal. You wanna run through them, Joe? Yeah, I can go through a bunch of them we have because there are a lot starting on the IDP side. We have N'Kobe Dean. Sounds like he's going on IR with a foot injury. Yeah. Not we'll, ideal. It's going to yeah, be a breakout can, year. We'll be talking about some guys probably oh, yeah. later on to replace him with. Yep. Also, Jalen Petrie, last year's DB1, was a rookie sensation. Had a bruised lung, was spitting up blood. Not seeing much on his status, but I'd be shocked if he went this week. Yeah, um, elsewhere, yeah. Quay Walker, who had an incredible pick six and was taken over the green dot as linebacker one for Green Bay. <sighs> Concussion. Don't think he's playing this week. Maybe he's in the protocol, so those, also those not a deal there. Those protocols post two, I'm just assuming it's at least a week minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Hayward, it was a rough week for the Steelers. They lost him. Sounds like he's going to be on a longer term IR, eight weeks. They also lost Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth for some time. Deontay, Deontay Johnson did, sounds like it'll be yeah. longer. Yeah. Rough week Poss for them. Possibly IR for Deontay too with that hamstring. Yep. Fryermuth, yep. we'll see what kind of pain tolerance that guy has because yeah. uh, he was in and out after he got that injury. So he yep. might be able to play if they give him a shot or something. But Got worked we'll over see. on the field and in medicals. Um, elsewhere, um, Marcus Williams for the Ravens. Shoulder sounds like IR again. Hopefully not for the season this time, but <sighs> hate to see that. I think, I think they were optimistic he wasn't going to miss the so year. Well, sucks two years in a row after oh. a great week one last year and first part of the year. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of um, multiple multiple years. With the Ravens, J.K. Dobbins. Just <sighs> mm. that might be done for him for – his career, which hopefully not, but that's brutal. Contract year, off another injury, starting to get healthy, and just absolutely hate to see that. And then another Achilles last night with Aaron Rodgers. So Zach Wilson time. Oh, Carson Wentz, someone else. Just gross. Just gross. Um, Trade for Jameis. Yeah, get Tom Brady out of retirement. Then a couple other offensive injuries have Greg Dolkich, who was one of my breakout guys. So that hurts a lot for me and for the Broncos, but especially with Judy and Patrick already down, they need one of them to come back. Uh, Jacoby Myers with a head injury as well after going off against the Broncos. So hopefully he's back, but hate to see that one too. And then Aaron Jones with a hamstring think he might be playing this week, but a little up in the air right now. I think that's pretty much it for injuries, right, Justin? Yeah. I don't think there was anyone else that we're missing, but I mean... Not that we'll we need see, more. We'll see the reports as they come in all week. Uh, yeah, if you guys aren't subscribed, I'll plug for someone else, but uh, you should all download the, the My Fantasy Life app. It's great. It's I mean, it beats every other uh, injury update, sleeper, anyone else by... Yep. a little bit so you typically will get those injury notifications quicker so and on the idpguys.org we do have a new injury tracker up there which yeah. i think is going through practice reports and such so keep an eye out there as well keep it all in one place but, absolutely yeah so i guess let's get into the waiver wires um okay. if you have guys have any questions throughout the show drop them in the comments we'll take a look we'll get to them throughout the show and afterwards all right, uh, we'll kick it off. We're going to start with IDP first. Uh, that's what we do. Uh, we will cover both IDP and offense, but we'll start with IDP and then transition over to offense after we get through everybody there. So uh, 
We'll start off uh, front to back. We'll kick it off with D-line. Um, first guy I want to bring up, uh, Arden Key. Um, dude looked great. For those who don't know, he, he left the Jaguars and signed with the Titans this offseason. Um, was hoping for a bigger role. He only played about 55% of snaps, uh, 36 to 65. Would have been nice to see that pick up, hopefully with how well he did. It will. Um, got four total tackles. I think it was three solo and uh, one assist, uh, one and a half stacks. But he actually uh, tied all pass rushers um, with eight total pressures. I think he tied Jalen Carter, which was impressive by itself too, how he did. But uh, I think those two both had eight pressures to lead all uh, defensive linemen. Um, yeah, Titans were dominating that O-line. I mean, he made uh, uh, the, the young tackle, I'm blanking on his name right now, for the Saints look terrible trevor penning yeah that, yeah wow rough I like it on that name but yeah he he just spun him all day long it was it was brutal so it'll be interesting yeah. to see they're playing the chargers this week uh so we'll so, see what their tackles do chargers have their own line issues if they get them on the right side yeah trey pipkins looked horrible again so be some more pressures. good streamer um might be season long he's a guy at the very least i would um, if your league's deep enough, stash him, see see what happens, see what you got. If he can do it again week two, you might have something that's uh, playable weekly. Yep. At the very least, a plug-and-play option if uh, one of you guys goes down. So uh, I think, Joe, you want to talk about yep. someone else next? Yep, we'll hit Odafe Owe, the third-year player, correct, um, yeah. for the Ravens. They've been looking for an edge rusher forever now, and he led all edge rushers for them with 64% of snaps, um, he didn't have any sacks this week and only had three tackles, but he hit had seven quarterback pressures. So just behind Arden Key and Jalen Carter and looked really good, which is what we want to see. Yeah, there was the issue coming out of Penn State where he didn't famously had no sacks as in his last year, but he does have that talent. He's awesome as an athlete, great technician. Hopefully this is actually his breakout year. With not having many tackles and no sacks, don't want to start him right away. Just kind of want to see if that if he is the guy there. And but he's definitely worth rostering in, especially in deeper leagues, as a yeah. potential upside guy. Or, or big play leagues where sacks are juiced yeah. a little bit more than tackles, because yeah, um, he doesn't probably have much of a floor uh, weekly. But uh, man, if uh, him and uh, wow, I'm terrible with names today. Um, the Baltimore second year guy who blew it as Achilles, uh, uh Ojabo, and then they also yeah. have Clowney there, correct? Oh, yeah, they did sign him. He's probably playing, playing, uh, interior as a because they've run a three four. I think he's probably the DN there, but mm -hmm. uh, all three of them, yeah. I mean, it's a lethal pass rush. Uh, it, Bouquet, is. Too. uh mm -hmm. it seems, seems to be growing, but I uh, and that Cincinnati O line. Always, always interesting, yeah. and uh, Joe and I'll probably hammer this home all year on you, so you'll get to hear it early and often. But uh, I'm chasing pressures. I, sacks are absolutely. not sticky. Pressures absolutely are. And I mean, if he's getting to the quarterback and getting there consistently, I'd much rather have that than the fluky one-off guys that uh, yeah. we're, we're probably about to hit on next. Uh, we are going to hit my, on one of those. <laughs> my guy, Drake Jackson for the Niners. Yeah. Um, I mean, three sacks this week. Love to see it. I was I was so hyped up, and then uh, just a roster crunch on, on my uh, my deep team, and I had to cut him. And Joe was Joe was ribbing me hard, but uh, yeah, saw that saw the early sacks was like, oh man, man what could have been if I'd kept him? Oh, well. uh, yeah. whatever. Uh, for, he did have only a low played, snap count. Yeah, they they rotated guys. I mean, yeah, forty four percent. Him and I mean, they're easing Bosa back in, so. I mean, the two of them kind of played low, which honestly might be good. I I didn't dig in enough to see, like, was a lot of it third down and pass rush snaps, but uh, mm -hmm. what, like maybe they're splitting run versus pass, and if he's just yeah. playing the pass, I mean, three sacks is fantastic. So, yeah. um, And their main secondary edge rusher is in Indianapolis from last year is in Indianapolis now, Samson Ebicon. So yeah. that role is open. And if Jackson put up this performance, he could earn more of a role and Bose is going to take a lot of attention away. So yeah, this preseason Colin Farrell honestly scared me off of Drake Jackson quite a bit, but it yep. uh, seems like Jackson might be the, the better, better option. And maybe Farrell 
yet again, just giving us a little taste of what could be. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, so, I think we'll move on to linebacker. And Joe, you want to yeah. hit on one of your guys again? Yeah, I'm going to hit on Ivan Pace, undrafted rookie. He was a guy I was pretty high on as a prospect, even though he is small, not great in coverage, but he is a beast against the run, and he is just out there looking to take heads off and How just often cause havoc. Undrafted free agents sit mm-hmm. in the final preseason game because they've already earned their roster yep. spot. And it's, I mean, he he kicked everyone's favorite sleeper from this year, Asamoah, right to the curb. Man. Yep. Pace had 68% of snaps, which isn't a great number, but compared to Asamoah with 3% of snaps, I think two total, That's he's the clear LB2 there. He's the guy. And he racked up eight tackles this week, which on only 68% of snaps, you'd love to see that. This week they're going up against the Eagles on Thursday night, which last year they were a pretty run-heavy team. Less so in week one, but we'll see how that goes. If they are running a lot, then Pace can get up some good tackles for you. Again, yeah, he's I'm definitely sure. someone to pick up. I'm sure we'll hit on maybe the, not the start Eagles. right away, but sorry, I'm sure we'll hit on the Eagles running game a little bit later we'll too. To so we can, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll hit this game a little more later. But uh, so I, I want to hit on uh, Cody Barton, um, darling, last year, and he's right back there again this year. Uh, he he left Seattle. Uh, we had a little rotation between Seattle, uh, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Barton wound up in Washington uh, as their uh, supposedly linebacker too, but uh, go look at the snap count, 100% of snaps. He uh, he pushed Jameen Davis right back to the same role and uh, took the top role from Cole Holcomb, who got hurt last year. But, uh, I mean, only four total tackles, a little disappointing to see that. But, uh, I mean, I'm not going to really hold a game against the Cardinals too much against him because, I mean, that offense is going to be pretty, pretty gross most of the year. Um, so, I mean, how often can you really run the ball when you're trailing? Though they did actually yeah. play pretty well in that game. But uh, it should be better days ahead. The, the matchup this week is in uh, Mile High out here. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the matchup this week because uh, the Broncos have said repeatedly they want to run, they want to run, and they've got plenty of running backs. So uh, you should be able to get to Javante a few times and hopefully bump up that tackle total. We have a pretty timely question here from Will Power, which will pop up now. Um, talking about losing to Kobe Dean, which sucks a lot, as we touched on earlier. And our next name, or names really up, we're going to talk about the Philadelphia linebackers. Um, mention here, Will, that you have Ellis, which I'm not sure if that's Caden Ellis with the Falcons or the guy who took over for Dean Christian Ellis. But they have, he is an option. a little more rostered. That would make more sense, but never know. They also the Eagles also did go out and sign Rashawn Evans, fresh off of a hundred, almost hundred and sixty total tackles yeah. last year. Caden, so okay. if he comes up, and Will did clarify it was Caden. Okay. Thank you. Makes sense there. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you. Um, I mean, you're loaded at linebacker. Wow, that's uh, you really are. Yeah, uh, but personally, sorry. Do you want to keep going? Sorry. No, you were good. Um, so we're not really sure which of Evans or Christian Ellis will be taking over that role, but one of them is probably worth the pickup. I would lean Rashawn Evans, just he's proven that he can be a good linebacker in the league and good for fantasy. I'm, um, I'm prioritizing Perriman. On this list, I'm going for Perriman. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah. he was the guy for Houston. Um, Joe's favorite <sighs> breakout down there is uh, Christian Harris, and he was rotating with Toto and uh, some of the other linebackers. Perriman looked like the full-time guy, had a pretty good week, and uh, he, he, to me, is uh, yeah. the only full-time guy there. So he, it's an easy easy Perriman for me that I prioritize there. Um, yep. I would agree. Still all in on Harris for dynasty purposes and later in the year, but right now it's Perriman. Yep. yep. So sticking with the... Or now, now we're going to go to the back end since we hit on the Eagles linebackers a little bit and let Justin talk about one of our guys, guy on my team, Julian Blackman. Yeah, so uh, sorry, we're cooking over each other. Uh, there we go. <laughs> um, Julian Blackman, yeah. Um, I was not sure what to make of it early in the preseason, um, but 
man, that last preseason game, I think he played nearly every box snap and then played 100% of the snaps, including 56% in the box to kick off week one. Um, now they're playing Houston. The tackles, only five. They weren't really there. But, um, I mean, based on that role, I don't Love it. care as much about the tackle total for week one. I'm chasing that role all day. Yep. Um, if he can put that that kind of stats up or that kind of role up, the stats will come. He'll be uh, top 20-ish. Uh, yep. Overall safety, probably. Uh, He's a player here. I love. He's coming out he, out of Utah. He was awesome. Just an absolute missile taking people's heads off. Great coverage guy, too. So even if he is more back deep, he is a big play threat. And love to see it for some talent on my Colts. Who suck. <laughs> I don't know. They looked pretty good last week. but They, they lost and looked good. I will take that. <laughs> All right. You want to hit on your next guy? Yep. Go to one of the Bengals? Yep. Oh. I think we're clicking over each other again. There we go. Nick Scott. Sounds good. (laughs) Nick Scott, who they're coming over from the Rams last year. um, So still in the Zach Taylor pipeline um, and the Sean McVay, I guess. But he looked great last week with the Bengals. Had 11 total tackles, played all but one or two snaps, 97% total, and 39 box and slot snaps, which like we were talking about with Julian Blackman, you love to see that for a safety. Now, is 11 tackles going to happen every week? No, that's not the stickiest thing. But having that role where he is playing more than half of snaps or almost half of snaps in the box, you love to see that. He's a good shot to take. Von Bell and Jesse Bates were both great for fantasy over the last few years, especially that Von Bell role. Love to see that by a veteran guy who the Bengals were super high on all offseason. And then Dax Hill, still a highly talented player. So we'll kind of see. Look, he played in the slot and box as well. A little less so though. So Nick Scott's the Bengal I would go with right now. Yeah. And sorry, well, uh, I just saw uh, your, your follow-up comment. I, I like that order. Um, Evans, just keep in mind, if you do add him and wind up with him, he's a longer term guy. So uh, you might not see immediate dividends. Um, I figured Zach Cunningham probably plays full-time going forward and, and Christian Ellis will start off as the, the other guy, but, I think eventually Evans will win out within, I don't know, probably week three at the earliest. I'd agree there. And then also with Cunningham being a more recent signing as well. And Evans has been really good over the last couple of years comparatively. So I'd oh, agree. Yeah. Um, and then Dean should be back after what, four or five games? Is the thought I, right now? So it sounded, I don't know. The, uh, they're so coy with that stuff. I expect him to go on IR probably Thursday. I think this one transactions luck for that Thursday game. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And um, even when, if it does, sorry, even if Dean does come back, he did have a lot of injury risks and history at Georgia. So he's probably some Evans would still, or Cunningham, whoever is the guy would be worth holding through that. Right. We got uh, any other uh, questions or uh, I think that's our last IDP name. So uh, see yep. anyone got any more IDP questions? Hey, if we don't get to it, I mean, feel free. We'll, we'll jump back to it and answer your co- uh, questions still. But uh we're going to transition over to offense. Because um, we do have offense, too, over with the IDP guys. Yeah, we, we touch on both. And uh, we'll start off with quarterback, in case any of you uh, had the unlucky break of uh, the, the Jets' horrible, mm. horrible situation with uh, Rodgers. Um, and we'll tout another uh, AFC East quarterback. Um, yep. Mac Jones, dude. I mean, I'm I'm willing to throw out 2022. I mean, I that think offense kind of, was so just disgusting. 2021. I think we. Were, uh, I'm a Pats fan. Sorry. Um, so I, if I slip up and say we, that's why. Um, sorry. <laughs> but Mac Jones, he looked pretty good uh, this this week in a real offense, and I mean, the majority of the snaps were played by two sixth round rookies and a wide receiver that barely played last year as well as, uh, I mean, Hunter Henry, and uh, then they rotated a running back. So, like, it's really – it's kind of a similar offense to what they had in 2021 when uh, mm-hmm. Mac was put up a top-10 uh, offensive season as a rookie for the Patriots. And, I mean, it, it might be hit and miss week to week, but they're playing the Dolphins this week on Sunday night. So um, the Dolphins gave up some points to Herbert. The Patriots were willing mm-hmm. to throw the football quite a bit. So – and the Chargers got most of their points on the ground, but there could be an overcorrection from Fangio's defense there. 
and fifty-four attempts in that game in the rain. Um with like I said, two sixth round rookies starting on the outside for them is uh pretty impressive that he put up uh three sixteen and three and that one pick I mean I th- I'm going to blame it a little bit on the rain. If you saw the game, I mean, it was a little high to Bourne, tipped off his hands right to the the DB who ran it back for a touchdown slay. So, I mean, a little Honestly, unlucky. If you're getting one interception and 50-plus attempts, you can look at that. Yeah, it, I mean, even that one like yards. was a little unlucky. So, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So He is a good quarterback. Yeah, and it, it looked it looked good. And the Eagles, for all the, what they lost on defense, still kept – they're top two quarterbacks, and they still have Hassan Reddick. And like I said, Jalen Carter was mm-hmm. one of the top pass rushers. So they were seeing pass rush and everything, and he put up numbers. So uh, they'll probably have to throw again to keep up with the Dolphins. I, I, yep. I think he's a solid streamer for this week. And honestly, and especially in super flex leagues, he's a quarterback too easily. Um, yeah, absolutely. Discount Kirk Cousins. So yep. uh, you want to hit on the top running back we got on here? Yeah, so Kyron Williams, the Rams shocked the Seahawks last week and absolutely just obliterated them. But Kyron was shockingly the lead back for them. He had 65% of snaps compared to Cam Akers, 35%. 15 carries, also two targets. Um, I don't think he caught either target, though, but still getting a couple. And he had two touchdowns on the ground. Seemed like he was the guy on the field on third downs in the red zone. And he's a great pass blocker. That was his best attribute coming out of the draft. He was the best blocking back in that class. He is, even though he's small, he's really good at that. So he'll be on the field. This week against the Niners, don't love that matchup. But if he does continue to outsnap Akers almost two to one, he's definitely worth picking up right now and holding to see if he's the guy or a guy. They should be playing from behind, and he seemed to have a lock on that passing role. So, uh, he did. especially without Cooper Cup there, they can't throw it yeah. to uh, the the wide receiver. We'll talk about here in a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. as many times as they do every single game. So, uh, we'll we'll see. I expect a better game from uh, from Kyron uh, receiving. But uh, I saw, sorry, Will, uh, saw you uh, message back. Um, Kaiser White or Caden Ellis is a drop for Rashawn Evans. I would not drop Caden Ellis. Um, he, he looked really good uh, in uh, Atlanta week one and nearly matched Trey Anderson. Uh, Kaiser. I would be willing to drop Evans for Kaiser. That's, or sorry, Kaiser for Evans. Yeah. That's a tough one, though, because Kaiser. Jonathan Gannon loves Kaiser White. Should he? How, how many linebackers? How many players do you have to start? Will sorry, uh, if, yeah. Uh, curious because um, you've got a lot of linebackers. I yeah. might be willing to just hold Dean. Yeah. With that, that many starting linebackers on your roster. And then um, we'll probably get back to yours at the end of the show. Just want to run through the rest of the yeah. offensive guys real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, Thursday night, I've got. Kenny Gainwell as a running back ad if he's available. Uh, might not be in some some uh, deeper leagues or even some 12 teams with some of the info that came out in the preseason on him. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, it was dead-on accurate that Gainwell was the guy. Um, 41 snaps. He more than doubled any other snaps. Um, I think Swift saw 18 or 19, and Boston Scott mixed in for like eight. So uh, And Penny and healthy scratch. Yeah, which is Healthy big, but scratch. it would not shock me because, unfortunately, uh, Gainwell in this Monday practiced with a rib and it's being reported as highly questionable and a game-time decision. It wouldn't shock me on a Thursday night if they sit him and play uh, Rashad Penny as not only the back, but the lead back in that game. Yeah. So it could yeah. be kind of... If kind Gainwell's of out... Yeah. If sorry to talk over you there. If Gainwell's out, Penny would be the shot I take. I'm not a huge DeAndre Swift believer anymore. Um, Boston Scott, this isn't the Giants, so he's probably not going to go off. But um, I'm, I'm avoiding the it, game in general. It's a stay away. But yeah. if you have to play one, I'd take the shot on Penny. He's an elite back when he plays. Yeah, but I mean both were shot out. Just mm. both were shot white, and uh, Sean Tucker struggled. Tucker looked a little better than White, but. Uh, they did not run well against the Vikings, if I'm remembering that matchup correctly. Um, yeah, they did not. So 14 carries, 54 yards. was a little disappointing. Four catches for 20 yards. But uh, I, I think we'll see again on Sunday night the, 
Patriots defense is going to be a top tier defense again for general purposes, even if their IDP assets are not as good as you would like them to be. Um, The team itself is good. Um, So I think they're going to be able to slow a lot of teams down and the Eagles rightly assumed they could take advantage of a rookie corner and they did. Um, Mm -hmm. So that that's the matchup they decided to pick on. So if, a team like Minnesota decides to try to slow down the pass, unlikely but possible, um, then they can try to run the ball against the Vikes. But uh, I expect Minnesota to get picked on through the air with what they've done at cornerback, losing Peterson and not really replacing him. So, uh, like I said, probably not the best stream, but uh, I think he's worth an add and uh, will be a potential flex play for you going forward. Absolutely so. agree. Let's head over to the wide receivers and how we alluded to the Cooper Cup rule. You, you want to take it or sorry? Go for it. Okay. Uh, so we'll get back to you. I, I saw your response. We'll appreciate that. We'll get back nice. to you like just at the end. Uh, thanks for that. Um, so Puka, um, Nakua, 15 targets. Believe it or not, that 15 targets is the most targets ever earned by a rookie wide receiver in week one, beating out Anquan Bolden, who I think had like a monster rookie game in that okay. that one too. So uh, it's a, a very great start. He apparently slid right into the Cooper Cup role. And more importantly, he stayed on the field uh, when they went to two wide receiver sets. And it was 2-2 out mm-hmm. while it came off. So yep. he's a full-time receiver for as long as Cooper Cup is out. And with the way he played versus the way Van Jefferson played, I mean, Van's probably going to stay on the field in two wide receiver sets as a deep threat, but... And Van I, did still outsnap Nakua by a decent margin. I don't think Nakua's coming off the field when Anymore? Cup not. comes back. He's going to take I that agree. Robert Woods role um, in that, that old offense when they had... I mean, Van will be Cook's lesser version, but uh, I, mm-hmm. I think he's a season-long play who is startable for sure as long as Cup is out and might be beyond that. Because he out targeted Higby, so what he's at minimum the wide receiver two in a team that yep. while they beat up on Seattle, um, is that really who the Rams are? I don't know. They play San Francisco this week. It's a much tougher matchup for everyone. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does in this matchup. Um, it is at home. little little help there, but uh, wide receiver nine overall. And like I said, cups out at least three weeks. A lot of people don't be take don't seem to be taking into account that it could be more than that. So I I wouldn't be surprised if he misses a little more while they just wait for him to get healthy, um, fully healthy. But 15 targets, 10 catches, 119 yards, and he will get in the end zone at some point. So mm-hmm. with with that kind of utilization, so uh, I'm excited. Um, so get him on your rosters if he's available. Yeah, and he's if you're in Fab leagues, drop a pretty penny. Yeah, don't drop a hunt all of it, but I'd be willing to drop. Something people with fab leagues don't seem to always take into account is that they, you want people want to save their fab till the end. But if you think about it, and you burn your fab on a guy in week twelve versus a guy in week one, which one are you actually getting more use out of? Yep. So just think about it that way. Make sure you properly allocate your fab. And I'm willing to spend more earlier because as the season goes along and people fall out, they spend less and less fab. So you're not competing against as many people. So um, sorry, just. Uh, sidebar on Fab. Oh, yeah. Um, and now next receiver up, we're going back to New England and a guy, Kendrick Bourne, who I've always been super high on. think he's a great NFL player. And last week, 11 targets, six catches, 64 yards and two touchdowns. Absolutely love to see that. He's He actually played most of his snaps on the outside this time. He used to be more of a slotty, gadgety usage, even with San Francisco before but he's a good receiver, good route runner. Yeah, he's the locked-in He's the locked in flanker yeah. uh, for the Patriots. Yep. Um, when Parker comes back, he'll take over Booty's role. Um, and honestly, Douglas and Juju rotated more than I expected. So yeah. um, Bourne looked to be the alpha. He did. And he's shown that in flashes last year, just like we talked about. We are talking about Mac. That offense last year was petty and, frankly, dumb. Like, they... Kendrick Bourne was late to one meeting early in the preseason, and he was in the doghouse for the rest of the season, which you can't do as an inexperienced staff. Can't sit your best players. And Bourne is 
a very, very good player, as he showed. And he's someone I would pick up. Want to see a little more from him before I put him in as a starter. But I do think he could have some season-long value as a wide receiver three flex sort of play. Yeah, in any kind of deep league, I'm willing to flex him this week. But uh, especially against the Dolphins. Um, yep. But it, I would definitely try to wait and see if you're in some kind of a shallower league where that you're looking for receiver help. Um, yep. Third receiver we want to hit on, uh, Zay Jones in Kansas City, or versus Kansas City, sorry. Um, so interestingly enough, uh, it kind of showed up in the preseason, and it was interesting to see it carry over. After Christian Kirk had like a huge year last year, he got relegated to the slot-only role and stayed mm-hmm. off the field for the most part uh, on third downs. Not only that, I mean, Zay did kick inside to the slot some, but he was the clear wide receiver two. Over seven targets Kirk. to Kirk's two. Pass, seven targets. And, um, sorry? He had, Zay Jones had seven targets to Christian Kirk's two, 62 snaps to Kirk's 42. And Zay was the second guy. Trusted when Trevor Lawrence was under duress, an insane throw and catch on the sideline at, in the end zone. But he seems to be the two right now. Okay, um, and no, no need to apologize at all. Will happy to happy to have some uh, some interaction uh, and get to answer some questions and help you out. Um, so Marvin Mims, yeah, I was disappointed with that one too. Unfortunately, uh, I have him in uh, redraft leagues and was not thrilled with how uh, Russ used him. But with Dulcich being out, yeah, I do think that helps. And um, I mean, at some point they're going to have to move away from Cortland Sutton because he's just not what they want him to be. And uh, I I mean, Mims reminds me so much of Hollywood Brown and being able to do a lot of the stuff that Hollywood can do. And that should be a good mesh with Russ, especially as they get uh, going. Um, I do think he can be Russ's deep threat guy, uh, kind of in that Tyler Lockett role for him. Um I would rather Puka. Now that I see that one, I missed that one. Um, yeah, if you have to play him, I'm still playing Puka just because 15 targets versus what two? I think for Marvin Mims, if I remember right, two two targets, Something. two catches, nine yards. I think. Um, yeah. So, I would definitely rather Puka, um, and I'm probably. And honestly, with a tougher matchup, that's almost um, better for that, I would think, for Nakua. Because if they're down early, then Stafford's just going to start chucking it and go to the guy he clearly trusts. Uh, But I don't know who – I'm not remembering who the Broncos have this week right now. They're playing whoever we just talked about. Sorry, Washington. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, So I would would spend on Puka there over Mims. Oh, and Will pointed out it's best ball, so it doesn't really have to play one, but I would still go for Puka there even in best ball. Just he's shown more through one game. Absolutely. Um, Small data set, of course, but. And then, sorry, I saw your question, Joe. I'll get, we'll cover that at the end too. Uh, we'll, we got one more player to hit on. We'll let Joe talk about it. And yep. uh, then we'll uh, circle back to Will's IDP question and Joe's IDP question. Yep. So Luke Musgrave at tight end who was another super athletic tight end, very similar to Dolkich in a lot of respects. And then this week with Jordan Love, as they boat raced the Bears, um, he only had four targets, but caught three for 50 and ran a route on 85% of uh, Jordan Love's dropbacks. So you love to see that high usage. He's on the field. So I don't know as if you Love saw gets it. more comfortable. I don't know Go if you ahead. saw it too. Jordan Love threw a ball. Dolch- or, uh, Musgrave ran a, uh, I think it was a corner route, was – wide open behind everybody just and he threw it to the inside when uh Musgrave's turning over his outside shoulder otherwise it was it was a 50 yard touchdown probably so i mean you can get on the train now before it really takes off um yeah. and he he's probably the only one i'm prioritizing but there's a whole bunch of tight ends available so uh Ferguson, Hurst, Henry mm-hmm. um if you need one if you, one of your guys was hurt um Kelsey hopefully is back Andrews is hopefully back Waller seems to be fighting, uh, fighting injury. Hamstring and Daniel Jones. Oh, they should be a lot better with Arizona on the, on the <laughs> rocket this if week. If they're not, 
yeah, um, not panicking yet. But yeah, yeah, Andrew, he definitely, he, uh, yeah. But it was it was very close to a much bigger day for uh, for Del- or uh, Musgrave. I keep wanting to say Dulcich. They're sim- just similar guys, both with some injury history. And Musgrave is he's actually turned into a decent blocker as well. Just through the preseason, he was one of my tight end two as the prospect. Um, and I just think he has the highest upside, honestly, of all the rookie tight ends, which is probably a hot take. But it's just as a receiver, he's big, fast great hands, good routes. I think so, now's the time to buy, especially in dynasty leagues. And here, I think he's usable for redraft. So will you ask, you brought this up and I didn't realize this, uh, with it being best ball, it changes my take a little bit on holding Dean. Um, sorry, we'll circle back to IDP question or the IDP questions. Now you brought this up on your question about, um, drop it here. We'll bring the main question up, dropping Dean. Um, I would drop Dean in this scenario for Perryman. Um, maybe not for the other two. I would probably hold Dean over them at this point. Um, I don't know what you, how you feel, Joe, versus uh, Pace or um, um, uh, Rashawn Evans. But yeah. I'm probably – I'm willing to drop uh, N'Kobe Dean for a full-time guy. I'm probably not going to chase – Yeah, just the, uh, with Rashawn Evans only have been – having been signed to the practice squad. Yeah, he's most likely going to be elevated, but there's also a reason he wasn't signed until this point. So I would hold Dean over Evans still today. There also is a good chance that since he was just a practice squad signing that Evans does kind of slip through the first round or two of waivers. Yeah. So if there if more information comes out that Dean is going actually going on IR and will be for more than the four weeks, then I'd consider it more. But Absolutely. I'm not against it at all, but you do have a pretty strong linebacker core. So I would hold the potential star in Dean yeah. at this moment. Yeah. I, I, I'm Unless it's for a full-time role. For Perriman, I'm willing to do it. Um, yep. So, but um, sorry, I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Oh, um, with the Thursday night game, they're not going to act. They're not going to call up Evans for the Thursday night game. So my guess is you won't see uh, Rashad Evans called up off the taxi squad until like a Saturday. Cause that's typically when teams have to do that. So I would expect Week three on the mini buy, you might see him activated on a Saturday, and that might be my cue to go get him. Um, so let's see. There was another question. Um, there's another comment from Joe, not from me. Uh, yeah, Joe. So uh, Cody Barton, Robert Spillane, uh, better outlook. Um, I, I'm thinking, sorry, I was pulling up the data on Spillane, who also was a full time linebacker. Yeah, so, I think he had seven tackles this week on 100% of snaps, right? Yep, 100%. He, he was the full-time guy, and, I mean, Diablo played 94%, so both of them played full-time roles pretty much. So, uh, uh, sorry, Andrew, I see your question. We'll get to it in a sec. Um, That's Martin for spelling is tough. I know if you ask our our co-worker, co-writer, Mike Scioli, sorry if I butchered your Scioli. name there. I think Sicoli, goodness gracious. Um, he's a huge Spillane guy. So take that into account. Um, I do think he's a better NFL player than Barton, but Barton does have less competition for tackles there. It's that's uh I'm liking on who the Raiders are playing this week, too. Just have it. Oh, sorry. Because uh, I know Washington's playing Denver, so I like that matchup for Barton. Do as well. Um but uh, sorry, you pulling it up? Uh, yeah, I am. You're going uh, slow right now. Apologies. Um, uh, they're playing the Bills, so not a run first team. That's no. I think problem. I would rather Barton for this week. Yeah, they're they're probably pretty close rest of season long term. Um, but yeah, I think. I think Barton for this week is the safer play if you're just kind of mm-hmm. um, willing to swap back and forth. Season long, though, I think I might lean Spillane, though, especially with the injury history that um, Diablo did show last year. That's that's a fair so, point. Well, yeah, he is this week the, specifically. I think they're both green dot guys. So I think so. Oh. Looks like we have another question here. Um, so Perriman 
And you have a, a Zaire Franklin, Zaire Bryce Franklin. Jones. Those two are easy holds. Eric Kendrick, same thing. Diablo would be the one I'd question there. Yeah. Would I drop Diablo I from Perryman? I don't know if I would make that drop if it is Diablo, but if you have an extra roster space, definitely would pick up Perryman. And I do. Um, where do you think Perryman versus Diablo there? I, I think I might go for Perriman personally. Um, I'm probably not, if it, especially a Fab League or like a waiver, high waiver priority. I'm not giving that up. No. But if uh, if I can sneak him through afterwards or put on a low a low bid on Perriman, I'm probably willing to do that. Um, sorry, just um, a little strategy thing. I I don't see a massive difference. And um, Diablo, he was efficient. Even on the play, I think he was seven or eight tackles. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, he was a pretty good player this week too. So. And season long, I still do think Harris will take that role at some point. That could just be my own take lock, but I think he's I think he's going into the green lower role, but it might be full time. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. confident in Perriman sticking on that. Uh, he's yeah. been a good linebacker throughout his career, sticking yes. in that Fred Werner role. So, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, we have any other questions? Any other? Um, give it. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone else you kind of like, Joe? We sorry, we talked through uh, a couple, couple tight ends. Maybe we talked through. So mm-hmm. I, we brought up Mac Jones. Also, Jake like, Ferguson. Oh, quarterbacks. Mac Jones. Baker is an option against yeah. Chicago. Don't love it, but if you're really hurting for quarterbacks, I mean, they made, Jordan, they made Jordan Love look pretty good too. I don't know what yeah. he really is, but he didn't have much at receiver. So, and threw for three touchdowns and 300 yards, I think. So, um, I mean, a lot of that was Aaron Jones' long catch and run, but still. Um, uh, I'm, I'm in on refs more than Joe is. Um, I think Peyton did a good job. Um, making him look pretty good. Um, I like – who are the other names we were talking? I can't even uh, – Brock Purdy. Um, Brock Purdy was in there. If and he's and Jordan Love. Sure how many, and Jordan Love himself, yeah. Yeah, it depends on what – probably where your league is hosted about Purdy. Like, I mean, ESPN just had him so far down that he's widely available. Yeah. So, um, all right, well – 200 fab on Puka. Sorry, we were talking about this and then we kind of got uh, sidetracked. Huh? Um, 200 fab for Puka. H.J. Brown, Amonra, Waddle. Oh my goodness. Christian Watson, Hollywood Brown. Javante or Jamal, I'm not sure. Or is there a receiver? Jameson, I would assume. Jameson. Receivers. Uh, yeah. With this wide receiver room, like you're not going to start Puka over AJ Brown, Amon Ra, Waddle, Hollywood, probably not. Maybe. Best ball. Ridley is locked in. Oh, best ball. Right. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it is. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. But my brain jumped to the running backs, even though I knew it was receiver. I'm like, I can't come up with a. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't drop a huge amount. Maybe I would not go more than probably fifty there, just with how loaded your room is. But still, definitely put a bit in just in case he slips through the cracks. Um, if you can get him for cheaper, that'd be. Sweet. I'm going. I'm going lower than that probably. Uh, I think Marvin Mims might be a and uh, might be a guy that comes on as the year goes along, and maybe you need him after someone you have gets hurt or something. But uh, with Ridley, Pittman, Watson, Waddle, Hollywood, and uh, the yeah, two Browns, a... I'm like, I'm not putting a huge priority on that. I don't know how many. How many do you have to start? Sorry. guess we should ask that one. That'd be smart. But... Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming um, three or four. But In the meantime, Andrew has another question about any Arizona D-linemen, aside from Zavin. <sighs> Uh, probably not. Unless missing someone obvious there. Honestly, Arizona as a whole is a stay away for me. Just with how bad they're going to be, I don't know if anyone's going to have a real role outside of Zavin and Buddha. Yeah, I'm going to pull up their snaps. I they were 
unfortunately, they're going to be playing from behind, so I don't think you're going to get as much pass rush from them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gardeck did pretty well, and Cam Thomas too, but they both were under 40% snaps played. It looks like yeah. it's a pretty gross rotation, to be honest. Um, so I'm, I think I agree. Um, Ojolari would be the guy long-term, but he's down at 17%, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that's a, Definitely that's a hold right now. Start two running backs, three receivers, and a flex. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so three receivers and a flex off of AJ Brown, Amon Ra, Waddle, Watson, Ridley, Pittman. Yeah, I don't with CMC, Jones, Rashad White, James Cook. Yeah, I think I'm holding Mims there, except for maybe like a low, I don't know, ten percent type bid. Um, maybe maybe twenty on him, but I'm not. Uh, I think someone else is going to get him with where yeah, I would probably. Um, especially with still how put, you are. Yeah, still put that bit in there just in case he does fall through the cracks, but yeah. don't so, don't spend a huge amount on him. You don't you don't need to. Good work on that roster. Yeah. Uh, Reed or Scott? Uh, Richie, Grinch, Curl, Brisker. Whew, that's, that's a loaded safety room. Um, I think I'm still going Nick Scott there. Who are you dropping? Um, I I assume oh, you have to drop one of those, Andrew. I guess I read that as not. Um, if you're not dropping anyone, Nick Scott, but I don't think Fuller. Oh. If is that Jordan or um. I assume it's not Kyle Fuller. If it's Kyle Fuller, drop him. But if it's Jordan, I would still hold, I think. Uh, Let's see if I can do this quick. Um, The one I question would be Richie Grant. I just don't know. It seemed like from the statistics that uh, Jesse Bates had had the better role. He also had 10 tackles. I think he's got the – I think they moved Grant from strong to free safety. Interesting. Which is not um, ideal. Is um, not. But I'm trying to pull it up quick. Coverage alignment. It is. And yeah, Andrew so said it is short fuller. So it's 50-50. He's actually better than I thought. He uh, he basically he played more, I think, in the box than Scott did. So I think I'm holding. If you don't have an open roster spot, Andrew. Oh, it is well. Um, Jenkins' stats will come. He was he was a little low this week, but he's got the box roll. Fuller, if he can stay healthy, is great. Brisker, yeah. Curl, Curl is like the must start in that group to me. He had yeah. like a, I think he played nearly every snap in the box or something. Well, it was like sixty something. It was a wild percentage. He jumped way up my my DB ranks with his usage week one. Um, so. And I think we've got time for one more question. Hey, this is a good one. Derek Brown. I love Derek Brown. I think he's a great prospect. Really good player. Had eight or nine tackles this week. Um, And I believe a sack. But not the issue there is they were going against Atlanta, who took the game out of Ritter's hands really quick and just ran it. So that gave Brown a lot more opportunities. Playing him over Zadarius Smith, um. Hmm. I'm not like, sure there. Like the DBs. Sorry, I see. Um, yeah. We'll show that quick. We'll jump back. Delpit Duggar should be better. He played actually 100 percent of snaps for the first time in a couple of years for the Pats. Um, if that's Jalen Phillips, I love that. Um, he's my guy. Yeah, so. Um. And then I think I'm playing Zadarius Smith. I think I still would, too. I want to see Brown one more time, see if he can actually put up some. Yeah, especially if there's numbers. any kind of like reasonable number on sacks. If it's, if it's fairly low, then I do mm-hmm. think Brown's probably a safer play to get tackles than Smith. But uh, if sacks are uh, three-plus points and tackles are one, I'm probably leading uh, Smith. 
Uh, Zadarius still looks like had six pressures last week, which is still a good number. Points for hits as well. Yeah. Um, I think I'm yeah. I think I'm sticking Zadarius. So let's try to get through uh, this last question. Uh, Michael McFadden or Zach Cunningham? Balance scoring, Dino. Dino, McFadden, I think. Um, yeah. I am worried about Isaiah Simmons. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't looked to see what he played um, for a role. Um, but McFadden played a ton, it seemed like, and posted, I think, nine tackles this week. So he was one that – he's the only one we didn't actually write up on our uh, our list. So he might well – if he does it again, he might hear his name again next week. Um, I would agree there. Yeah, if we got time, we'll run through this one real quick yeah. too. Yeah, and this will uh, be the last question we do. Yeah, um, uh, I'm keeping Kenny Moore. Uh, I'm not sure Stevens' role, if it's repeatable. Gonzalez, he's going to see targets um, the way they picked on him. Um, but he I'm looked like going to go for the slot corner. Yeah, he looked like a rookie, and that role for Kenny Moore is uh, real good. So. I still would not love starting. I would not start Kenny Moore in a DB league. If you have a cornerback slot, he's still a fine start, but um, just Gus Bradley's scheme does not have that DB one upside in him anymore, which sucks as he is my favorite player on the Colts. Yeah, but, yeah definitely a cornerback um, only more. I, I'm always lean with strong safety. Then I'll go to slot corners with yep. free safeties. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I do like, I do like Kenny Moore. And I mean, We've seen corners every year. It's hit and miss. Um, yep. One thing I will say for Gonzalez that was interesting is I haven't seen the Patriots do this before. They actually sent him on a corner blitz and he got a sack in that game. So, who I like Nate Hobbs. Who that's mm-hmm. a deep deep league to start three corners. Jeez. Um, I like your uh, I like your corners though. Yeah. You have starting. I would start those guys and keep Kenny Moore on the bench. Yeah. If you're putting more over any of them, it's probably Carlton Davis, but I'm still – I need to see more produce more at this point. Yeah. The, the other two, I mean, Hobbs is literally my top cornerback every week. So. And it looks like Dean just hit the Dean IR. Dean officially IR. on the IR. Cool. Not cool for him. Lovely. Uh, that sucks. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. I want to thank all of you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the first edition of the Waiver Wire Show. We'll be here at 2 Eastern um, every Tuesday here on out. So follow Justin at FFF Ballers or me at Jolo63 on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, and remember, we referenced the snap count tool that the IDP guys have often. It's a great tool. There's a lot of great tools there and on the website and just on our Discord. All of our analysts are in there chatting it up all hours of the day and night. Um, Yeah, subscribe to the podcast feed, to the YouTube, all of it. And yeah, thank you guys for participating. And may the force be with you.